they say I'm about my money, yeah, I don't play I got that Benjamin button, I'm looking better every day, boy Hello, it's your favorite sister duo, Tansy and Chandler And although we are best friends with coaching, heart, and grit in our blood, we aren't afraid to admit that we couldn't be more different in our strengths and weaknesses. You see me, Chandler, it wasn't all that long ago that I was known as a lazy, undetermined girl, but I made the decision to change my story and become one of the most consistent, organized go-getters that I know. And me, Tansy, for my entire life, I've been the woman I thought everyone else needed and wanted me to be. I decided to rewrite my story and help others do the same. And finally, I own exactly who I am, exactly who I want to be, and where I'm going. Together, we are taking our wisdom and even unanswered questions and having the sometimes uncomfortable conversations that can make you laugh, make you cry, and remind you that you are not alone. And if she can do it, you can do it. Let's attack what it truly means to be bossy and define what it takes to stop at nothing in the pursuit of being and having it all. Our goal is to not let you sleep on your inner bossy baddie. It's time to own your power, be the woman in charge, the CEO of your life, and it is time to hire, fire, and promote accordingly. Bossy baddies, what is up? This is Tansy and Chandler coming at you. Welcome to the podcast, as Chandler would say, podcast. Why do I do that? <laughs> We're excited to have a little kind of gut check conversation today. But to begin, of course, our review of the day. Review of Yay! the day. From Colleen Turnup. Her last name is Turnup. Love that. Uh, five out of five stars. Chandler and Tansy do a phenomenal job talking about so many interesting topics. Love their sister interaction and their hilarious yet driven personalities. I've been listening to this podcast every single day on my drive. Yay. That is so nice. And we love that so much. Thank you for taking the time to leave that note, Colleen. Love you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> mwah, mwah, mwah. You got to get the mwah. Mwah. Bro, what you're going? Mwah, mwah, mwah. No, I'm not. Mwah. All right, Are you being serious? Anyway. I feel like I do a good job with that. I I feel like it's like really. This is what it sounds like. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Gosh, everyone else, let's hear yours. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Anyways, I feel like you could work on that. It's fine. Okay, so today again. Again, uh, not again. Well, I've said this before, but Chandler and I are not experts in any means in all of these topics that we talk about. I mean, some of the topics we're experts, but a lot of the times we're just wanting to get better and talk deeply about these things that we want to work on and explore perspective. And we want to do that with you. So as we talk about these things today, like it is literally to just ask yourself these questions and think deeply about the role you're playing and all of those things. So I am the last person you want to come to for relationship advice. So I'll let me just put that out there. I, but am very passionate about getting better. And one day I probably will be someone you want to come to for relationship advice because I'm going to turn into a beast of a relationship person and I'm working on it. So one thing I want to bring to the table today. So I was introduced to this podcast about this guy who's a very controversial dude. I literally don't remember his name or what his podcast is called. I'm really sorry, but he goes on air and talks about how the modern woman, the definition, the, the ideal modern woman is literally trash. Basically he's saying <laughs> trash is my favorite word. Um, and 
that it's terrible for relationships and happiness in regards to connection with men or even any sex for that matter, just relationships in general. But what he defines as the modern woman is our mindset of like boss babe. He kept saying, he's like, oh, boss chick, you're a boss chick, you're a boss babe, are you? He's like, you're independent woman, don't need anybody, Um, you know, like very, like nobody gets in my way. And how that mindset is glorified and how there are famous people throughout history who have gotten away with that mindset and who have influenced that mindset and who like they can have that mindset because they're famous. He was saying, he's like, they're famous. You're not famous. You you don't, you don't, you're not a boss babe. Like she is basically, he's like saying that. And it's very triggering. You know, it's very like he's getting in women's face and calling them out and it, it'll piss you off first. It'll, what is it? The truth will piss you off. First, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Yeah. Um, but he was saying that though, even those famous people who thrived in that mindset ended up alone and regretful in, they would have these interviews and they were regretful for not compromising, like going through four marriages and not putting in the work and just expecting someone to deliver at at a certain, a certain way for them while they lived their boss babe lifestyle. And that hit me as a, as a topic that I wanted to bring to the table and just discuss, because I think we are in an era where it's like one extreme or the other, you know, like we're either we've gone from you are a woman and you need to be selfless and you need to give until you can't give anymore. And that's how you live with integrity. And that is your role. We went from that extreme to, I don't mess with anybody. You can't touch me like boss, babe, only independent lifestyle. I'm not compromising for you. I'm not doing this, this, and this get out of my way. You're not on my level type thing. And so with that being said, I think I've been guilty of both. I've been on the both extremes. I'm sure. I think Chandler, I can speak that you have as well. And I just want to know, what are your thoughts? What do you feel about that statement that the modern woman is, is trash basically is what he's saying. Um, first of all, I'm really glad that you don't remember this guy's name because he sounds like a tool bag for the way that he's talking about this. But I also feel like I do empathize because I think women, I think we do have like some extreme, I don't know if it's like anger or what going on out there where women think that they have to own this persona of not needing anybody and being complete boss, babe, like CEO energy. I don't know, dude. Like I immediately picture like a girl, like stepping out of like a luxury car. Like, I don't need nobody. I don't know why that, that image crosses my, my mind, but I'm a visual person and I would watch that and like, think it's cool for a second. But as I've grown up and as I've been in my own, what I think is a very healthy relationship and where I'm heading with my business. I respect a woman who has that independence because again, independence is power. So don't, don't take your power away, but also has a, this um, crazy amount of love for her partner and is able to have children and is able to have a personal life outside of all of her driven success, whatever that is. And I think sometimes this guy, whoever this tool bag is, he does have somewhat of a point because imagine being a guy like 
some of these girls make no room for the opportunity of love. Like they're making it seem like there's no room for that, that guys are bad, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that vibe at all because I do believe at the end of the day, a complete life is full of abundance in all things, including success in your business or whatever it is you're going after. And then also success in your relationships. And to close that off completely and leave no room for anything but your success to me is not a fulfilled life. Yeah. I, one of the things that he said was this modern woman mindset wants to be on a, on a love journey, but wants it to be a self-love journey. Like we're, we're all about falling, falling back in love with ourselves and they want the, the, their person to just come along for the ride. And I was like, Ooh, that that's a strong statement that I think needs to be heard. Like, I do think that's true. We're, we, so often we were, our whole society is so focused on self-love, self-love, self-love that it's making us selfish and unhappy and alone and (laughs) unopen, like not open to, which I, I, it's makes me sad. Like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like it's really hard to be open and to welcome someone in to your heart. So I think sometimes like this, this attitude that you're speaking of, this mindset of the modern girl is almost easier to close yourself off. Like we're taking the easy way out because we're, we're coining it self-love when in reality, it's basically like a self wall. (laughs) Like you're not really like self-loving if you're not allowing yourself to love. Yeah. Well, see, I also think of it as like, we open ourselves up to a certain extent, but one mistake, one, one annoying thing, one piss me off thing, one red flag, one red flag. And I'm out the door because I don't have time for that. And I think that we need to make sure that we're listening to ourselves, which we've talked about before is the hard part, which is the work that we do, which is why we have a podcast, which is why Chandler and I do what we do in our businesses. It's to literally not give the answers, but to tell you to go inward and answer the questions yourself. Well, but that's what's huge. Like the inward piece, like answering the questions yourself, because I was gonna, I was just getting ready to say like, what I've learned at this point in, in my love life is there will be red flags. And then I was like, maybe I shouldn't say that because there are some red flags that are literally slapping you in the face and you should like get out and move on. So there's no way to give like a blanket statement and say, allow people in, even if there are things you don't like, because it's different in every situation. That's why you have to have that trust inside. And none of that comes from doing a face mask or, getting your nails done and having a designer bag. Like that's what these girls are emulating. But the self-love is like so internal. There's no way you can show that it's internal work. So it's less sexy. It's less, you know what I mean? So being able to answer those questions and really trust your inner voice is what's to me, that's a bad bitch. Yeah. I love that. I think that the self-love thing is super important, but when I think deeply about it, self my biggest self-love comes from giving. Like I love myself the most when I'm, when I'm giving. And obviously we need to be mindful of what we're giving away versus sacrificing ourselves. Like there's, there's a, there's a complete difference in sacrificing yourself and giving love and abundantly as Chandler would say. But, um, the self-love thing, like 
and I, I'm speaking from, we're speaking from our own experience. Like we're not coaching you guys up saying anything is wrong. I'm just throwing it out there and checking myself as I hope that you're checking your, your, yourselves too. But like, it's almost an excuse sometimes to, to stay in and to stay to ourselves and to not compromise and do the work. Like one thing I know to be true is that relationships, just as anything, anything is worth having is work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes with this new, with this mentality of women that we have, and it really is just a defense mechanism. It really is that we've been hurt so many times that we're like, "Mm -mm, not doing that anymore, which doesn't make us strong. We still need to work on work through self-love is working through that, releasing it so that we can love, like live in love, live in love, live in love, live in love. But um, it's an excuse to stay in and keep to ourselves. And like you said, do a face mask, watch Netflix journal, which all those things are very important to me and Chandler, but I have to check myself that it's an excuse to not put myself out there and to put in the work in my relationship. And that is the hardest work. And I was just going to say too, like the women that, so I am someone who has had a lot of success. I, I've done everything I said I was going to do. And that feels really good to say and almost surreal to say out loud. But I mean, if you look at anyone who has had success, but speaking for myself, they will tell you that sometimes you're chasing the wrong things and and everyone, it sounds annoying coming from someone who has it, you know, but they're telling you that because they're a lot of people have reached that pinnacle of success are still unhappy, are still unfulfilled, are still like you can be a bad bitch with all the things and still be lonely as hell. I've been there <laughs> and feel so empty. And the the message being conveyed of what self-love is, I think needs to be more of giving and that balance. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to say to that? Because I have one more quote that I wanted to bring to the table. No, I think this whole conversation is just like a reminder. Like if you are avoiding pain, you're basically going to have more pain. And if you're avoiding discomfort, you're welcoming in more discomfort. We need to put that in. That needs to be a quote that goes on our Instagram page, Chan. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Um, so the next thing that I heard as I'm, you know, I'm becoming this relationship expert eventually. (laughs) I forget who said this too. I need to remember who said all these things, but it was, a. I know it was a woman that we would admire. I can't remember her name, but she said, I know, sorry about that. She said, she was going on and on about how people get out of relationships too quick, how they give up too quickly. And she said, if your person is 51% good, then you need to make it work. And I'll, I just feel like that's what, that's so general and like, oh, but you go, you say your thoughts on that first. I find that perplexing because, and I think, I think here's my issue with that, which I'm sure she came from a good place. I'm sure she had good intentions, but I think we do so much of trying to judge other people, grade other people and understand other people that were missing the point. And so in my relationship, and I heard this somewhere, 
I grade my relationship on how I feel. And the way that I feel is if I can give, if I can give 80% and expect 20 and feel good about that, feel happy, then I have a good relationship. Because I think all these things, like you can look at a person and determine, are they, I mean, first of all, how are we measuring this percentage? Like, that's kind of a weird thing. Like 51%. What does that mean? Like, how often do they take the trash out every day? Like what? Like, how are we measuring that? That's super weird. I think I think it so means like a good, good person. I think 51% good person. Yeah. And so I, as much as I agree with that, I'm like, how do you feel in that relationship? Because you know, if you're in an abusive relationship, you know, that it's not the right relationship, but you might be able to look at that person and say, well, 50, 51% of the time, my abuser is a good person. Like, I just don't know. I, I feel like that's very controversial because mm-hmm. it should be how you feel about giving to that person, not about how good that person is. Yeah. Um, my take on that is that the reason why I think that that can be a powerful statement is a lot of times we, or at least me, I'm seeing all the flaws. I'm seeing all the bad. I'm focused on what could be better. The grass is greener over here. And I know I'm not alone in that. I think that is a human nature. So to recognize that what's, what's worth it is building a relationship. If it's what you want, if they're putting in the work, if they're growing, if you guys are doing the things to become better and it's 51% good, then you, like you said, Chan, like you need to check yourself on how you are showing up to the relationship. And I do, I I just think like, and I just have to argue this point because there's going to, there's things about everyone that you're not going to like, period. Even a, even a girlfriend, like a best friend, whatever, there are things you're not going to like. How does that person make you feel? on the day to day. And I don't mean in lust. I don't mean with a spark because those things eventually, like sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not, but at your core, when you're in the same room with this person, you have no TV, you have no phone. You just have you guys. How does that person make you feel? How does that person make you feel when you're in an argument? Like you have to measure these things based off of your internal, like, I don't know, thermometer, whatever that is, because there's going, there's going to be times where this person might be going through hardship. And so what if they're not 51% good during a hard time? Do you say I'm out? Because I feel like you can't measure your relationship based off of what the other person is doing or acting. It's all about how they're making you feel. And you only you know that. Mm -hmm. And only you know, like when we talk about compromise, like if compromise is really, really hard for you, why is that? Mm -hmm. Why is it so hard for you? That's when you can start to question like, Maybe I'm not really in love with this person. Mm -hmm. So those are my, that's my two cents. And again, still getting better at being a a wifey over here, but (laughs) working through it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great question to ask. Why, why is compromise so hard for you? Because the answer can be very revealing. It can be number one. I don't feel like I, it should be this harder. I should have to put in this work or I don't care enough, or it could be, I'm holding on to resentment and I'm still mad about this, this, and this. So I don't want to compromise. And it's a whole lot of releasing that has to be done, letting go in order to feel good about compromising. And I, I love everything you just said, Chan, about how they make you feel, but the 
other side of that is for me, at least it's a constant gut check of the role I'm playing and taking ownership of how I'm possibly making them feel in an argument and in a, a lot of the toxicity from relationships comes from both sides. Like, yeah. oh, but we sure. don't, we're in an era where women are like, I don't care if I'm toxic. I'm, I'm, you're either going to deal with me or you're not. And I'm out the door. Yeah. And I just think that as much as I want to be someone who empowers women to not put up with BS and to stand their ground, I want to also be someone who encourages someone to love hard and put, put energy into the things that matter and what matters, what I've learned, what I'm, what I've learned the hard way and what matters is relationships and successes is beautiful. It's important. I'm thankful for that, but you will still be empty if you're putting all your energy into everything, but the, the people you love and becoming better at that. We are so, we are a bunch of humans walking around so scarred, like so hurt, like still walking around. Like we're all walking around as the children that we were hurt as like, and still we are allowed, like Chandler would say, to forgive ourselves for living in that way and responding to things in that way. But then we don't get to continue to blame our past and our childhood on the way that we handle relationships today. Like we are grown ass women and grown ass women and men that we get to decide now, like we're not those children anymore and we don't have to carry that with us and we can decide who we want to be and how we love. That's exactly a full life requires us to work through that. And it's tough, man. Well, and it's like this, it's all a game. Like life is just a game. And some people just don't figure out how to play the game or to win the game. Like we are so willing to change our boyfriend, change our girlfriend, get divorced, try a new marriage, change our house, change our clothes, change our hair. But most people are not willing to change themselves internally, change their heart, change their mindset. Mm-hmm. And that is when you start to win the game is when you really tap into that internal, like own it. <laughs> and if you did have a rough childhood, which we all have trauma from our childhood, I'm actually reading a book right now called the body keeps the score. It's really sciencey. So I don't suggest you read it, Tansy, but I have it. I have oh. started and I was like, Yee. yeah. And it's, I mean, there's some intense pieces to it where it talks about like women getting raped and PTSD from the people who have served for the country. And anyway, your body keeps the score and remembers all of that trauma, even if your brain doesn't, but there are ways to tap into your neurotransmitters in your brain and rewire how you, how you see things, how you approach things, how you open your heart. And I just think that is arguably some of the most important work you can do outside of gaining success, outside of earning money, outside of all of these things that will not totally fulfill you until you've learned how to play the game of life. Mm -hmm. Good stuff, man. All right. So. Yeah. So with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for your five-star review. A a fun question to end this. Yes. Um, So random question, but you know how you teach us in turn up university to ask questions or get people mingling, get people interacting, like people to people connection in the beginning of class. The other night I did that. And 
I, this question just came to my mind because I'm, I'm like a Christmas person. I love Christmas. There's only quick Christmas music allowed to play in my house right now until December 26th. Oh, yeah. I would strangle you. <laughs> I've already like wrapped presents. This is so funny. Like there's presents. Oh my. There. Yeah. Anyway, that's a story for another day. I love Christmas. I love everything that it, it represents, but my question was for the class. And so I want to ask this to you. What is one thing that you hope to get for Christmas this year? So it's interesting because I'm the exact opposite of that. Like I wish that our family didn't do Christmas so big. I feel like it's a lot of pressure and I don't, the presence thing is just too much going on and I would rather be on the beach with you guys truthfully, but um, I just think that's an interesting differentiator between yeah, us. That is very And also like, I can only take so much Christmas music and it's only like Ariana Grande or Chris Brown, like anything after that, like I, I can't do it. Are you serious? I can't. Frank Sinatra Christmas. No, the best Christmas album, Christina Aguilera. The best. <laughs> but like, I can't do it so much. This like that. Christmas. What? Do it again. This Christmas. That's how she says it. I don't know. I can't. I'm really trying hard. to. That's why I just kind of like stared in a blank space. I was trying to think of one of the songs. And for some reason, my brain is just not operating right. I can't think of one of the songs. So I'll sing it to you next time. <laughs> um, um, okay. So for Christmas, I, I'm this trying to not be this hard. This is ridiculous. Dude. Um, a sauna. What? A sauna and a, a sauna? cold plunge and a cold plunge. What's a cold plunge? Don't you have a lake near you? No. Yeah. Do you, you didn't put sauna on your list. Did you <laughs> give a list? <laughs> no, I didn't give a list. Um, all right. Well, you're not getting either of those things. Maybe. Um, maybe, but you didn't put it on your list. So no one knows that you want that. That's so well, weird. I don't care about anything else. So all right. Well, all right, you're the Grinch. I love giving gifts. I love getting gifts. I love unwrapping. I love wrapping paper. I love the little stickers. I love the bows. And yeah. Why aren't I like that? I'm not sure. It's overwhelming to me. I'm like, what? this is too much. Oh my gosh. I love it. So anyway, I hope that I get a good pair of tennis shoes. That's the one thing that I hope that I get something comfortable, you know, like, because sometimes like I'm you all about the sneakers. Look, I do have a lot of sneakers. Like I love like tennis shoes with sweatsuits and stuff tennis shoes with dresses. Like I love that look, but they're not freaking comfortable. Like I need a comfortable squishy pair of tennis shoes. I don't care what they look like. I want them to just be comfy for my hot girl walks and like, you know, just be something I can slip on. So that's kind of what I hope I get, which I did ask you to get me. So hopefully you got me those. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You better have got me those because I put an X next to it and told nobody else to get them for me. So I'm really leaning on you. Okay. Well, (laughs) I gotta go. So got to do some Christmas shopping, everybody. <laughs> got to go. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. I'm about my money. Yeah, I don't play. I got that Benjamin button. I'm looking better every day, boy. Girl, we'll see your DNA. Huh? I'm a boss and a savage. Girl, we'll see your DNA. Huh? You know I'm far beyond average. Girl, we'll see your DNA.